Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever wondered whether you have a guardian angel? Whether angels or spirits surround you, protect you, care about you, or whether you will one day have an angel encounter yourself. The angels are excited to give you the advice you seek. All you have to do is ask. Join Janine and Michael as they explore this and so much more on Calling All Angels Radio Show. Good morning. Welcome to the Calling All Angels radio show. My name is Jim Bensey, and I'm filling in for Janine this morning because she's on vacation. My usual co-host, or the usual co-host, Michael Cutson, is with us this morning, and he's going to do his usual thing, which is pulling a card for us. Michael, take it away. Good morning, and thank you, Jim. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the co-hosting duties for today, and thanks always for what you do for us. <laughs> the card of the day, is, and I'll show it to everybody who is part of the web conferencing group, is the Page of Air. The Page of Air is the equivalent, and this is from the Angel Tarot cards, the equivalent card in a traditional deck or a Rider Waite deck is the Page of Swords. Now, this is symbolic of a young of someone who's youthful who's impetuous who's logical but at the same time uh is somebody who you know who sometimes leaps before he looks and will say things even if truthful without having any tact about it in other words the person who'll tell you right away that your sweater is ugly or that you shouldn't be wearing something, or some sort of information that while there is truth to it, there are better, you know, there are often better ways of saying it. Now, this could indicate that this is you, and this could be behavior that you've got to look out for during the week and try to prevent from uh, happening in the negative sense. On the other hand, this could be indicative of the fact that you're going to run into somebody or people who may be less than tactful with you. It also indicates information that you may receive that may be challenging. It, you know, you may get truthful information, but bad information like that notice from the IRS that, you're, that your return is under audit or something along the lines of some, you know, a bad review at work, or, you know, or maybe a truthful comment from your boss that just wasn't delivered in a very tactful manner. So this is a card also of information that's delivered in a somewhat harsh way. If you are the person who is delivering information, this is a cautionary card to try to soften what you say and to say it in a, in a kinder and more gentle way in a way that can better, uh, ref, you know, that can better get the results that you're looking for. 
if you're the recipient of the information, it's a cautionary card for you to know that these, this kind of information might be coming your way, but at the same time to realize that information is just information and that you can take it in different ways and it's your perceptions that's going to really create your world. Jim, anything, any other thoughts or ideas on that? Well, it kind of plays into what I wanted to discuss this morning. Um, Go for it. It's funny how that works out. It always is. And uh, I don't know, I hope we get the group involved with this conversation. You know, one of the things that I've always struggled with <laughs> since I, I woke up and you, you learn that you're basically in a video game, and uh, that none of this is real is staying grounded in the 3D world um, enough to participate in it. You know, it's a lot of times you just want to say screw it and, <laughs> and walk away. Um, so. oh, when you when you say that, are you talking about the fact that you know the world just gets very you know, is just very hard, or it appears very hard? for you, for others? Well, it, can, it can definitely can be a very frustrating place. Um, you know, I learned long ago, even well before I woke up, to just not let anything bother me. Uh, I, what was that book I read? I wrote a book, something to the effect that uh, what other people think of you is none of your business. It was by Terry Whitaker Cole. I know I butchered the title there, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was an excellent book. And and one of the well, the major tenet of the book was throw out everything you believe, and and start over again, and add back the things that um, you truly believe, and not the stuff that people told you to believe. Well, that's always a good starting point. And. and uh, I read this in my uh, late teens, so it, it was a major revelation for me. <clears throat> and then another uh, thing that she recommended in the book is anything that's not going to infect you, uh, affect you in five years is really not worth getting upset about. It, it's not worth worrying about. It's not worth, you know, letting it get under your skin. And that really does make a lot of sense. And well, that's, well, that's terrific advice. Yeah, and, and when it, you go through the day, um, actually, when you go through the week, how many things really are going to affect you five years from now? There's very, very little that's worth getting upset about. Well, that, it, it, that's absolutely true. You know, it's funny when... I'll sometimes hear people talking about the news and getting upset about it one way or the other. And I'll say, you know, two weeks from now, you won't even remember what you're talking about today. Why are you getting so upset about it? Oh, I know. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of Bill Maher. I have been for well over 20 years. And, uh, and the poor guy is just losing it because, you know, all the stuff that Trump's doing. And I really feel bad for him. But... As smart as he is, you know, he's obviously not too awake because, you know, he's just letting every little detail just completely get under his skin. And, 
you know, I'm, I'm looking at the whole Trump thing as just another one of his reality TV shows that unfortunately I'm forced to watch. <laughs> um, well, I'll that's an interesting way to think about it, but it's actually an interesting way to look at life as a whole. Right. And unfortunately I'm finding a tremendous amount of humor in it. Um, but yeah. Well, you know, first of all, I think the author that you referred to, uh, Terry Cole, and I forgot her middle name, uh, is, is a great adherent and teacher of, the, um, of A Course in Miracles, if I recall correctly. Could and, be. And that's one of the great tenets of A Course in Miracles, is that ultimately everything we're looking at here is both an illusion and a perception, and the idea ultimately is to go back you know, to, to shed ourselves of the ego, to shed ourselves of, you know, the, the, the not, you know, the lack of love and, you know, and to join into the great atonement, which the great atonement is simply, you know, is, is not sacrificing yourself. It is not starving yourself. It is not uh, the equivalent of uh, self-crucifixion, but instead is to forgive ourselves and everybody else and to join back in the circle of love to reunite with God. And when you talk about, you know, losing ourselves in the, in the day-to-day stuff, and God knows I do it. I, you know, I do it in a very different way because I get myself so worked up and involved sometimes in my legal cases or the conflicts of the day with, you know, opposing counsel or annoying opposing side or clients who's giving me a hard time or, you know, or colleagues who may be uh, making my day uh, more difficult than it has to be. And, you know, some, when I do that, I try to take that step back at least sometimes when I'm more conscious of it. And, you know, again, you know, we've talked about this and I've talked about it on other shows. I'm well aware that I'm, I'm learning, you know, I'm very much learning how to do all of this. That we can't, you know, that when I take that step back and I realize, you know what, this is going to pass. In fact, two weeks from now, a month from now, maybe, you know, maybe I'll take a little longer depending upon what's going on. But at some point, this is either going to be a story, a joke, or I'll have forgotten about it altogether. So why am I getting so upset? And that's the, and that's the critical thing we all have to keep aware, you know, keep in our minds. Yeah, FYI, people that are on video, that's not my tail, that's my cat. Um, <laughs> but, and, 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 that, and that wasn't him purring either. I think that sometimes the faster you um, get to that conclusion, the faster that you figure out, hey, maybe this is, what is the lesson here for me? And, and the faster you get past it, the faster it does go away. You know, right. the, the longer you let it perturb you and dwell on it, you know, the longer it annoys you. So the quicker you can just move it right out of your space, you know, bless it and send it on its way, the quicker it's gone. Right. You know, it's interesting, you know, talking, you know, going back to politics and without getting into a political discussion. Thank you. You know, you know, I heard, I heard Pamela, you know, Pamela, our friend Pamela Arlen, uh, one, in one of her channelings, someone asked her about the events of the day and the, you know, and the person was getting upset by it. And the, you know, I forgot which, you know, which ascended master or which, or which angel or whatever uh, responded. But the response was basically, does this affect you? 
Is it affecting your life today? If it's not, why is this bothering you? And it was the exact same advice that we heard from Terry Cole. It's the, you know, it's the exact same advice that's in A Course in Miracles. You know, so all of these you know, enlightened beings in one way or another tell us the exact same thing. To not get ourselves so worked up about the events of the day, to not get us so, you know, ourselves so worked up about what's happening. You know, I, I think I've mentioned before, Jim, you know, that um, many years ago I went through a divorce and, um, you know, 20 plus years ago. And, um, you know, at the time I thought it was the end of the world. You know, to me, you know, a divorce was a terrible thing. It was a failure. I was heartbroken, et cetera, et cetera. And on top of everything else, I was working in a very, with a very difficult boss. Uh, <laughs> do you remember the show uh, Murphy Brown, Jim? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you remember when Murphy Brown, it was a running gag every episode, she had a new secretary? Yeah. Well, I worked in a place like that. And in every play, every single, you know, it wasn't every single day, but, you know, every couple of days or every week there was a new secretary because she either fired them or they ran out crying. <laughs> so it, it was a crazy environment. But through that crazy environment, I wound up meeting my wife. And, and at the time, I wasn't, even full, I wasn't even fully divorced at that point. I was in the process of getting the divorce. Uh, I was, but I happened to work with a young attorney who, as it turns out, his roommate was uh, the brother of this pretty young blonde. And that pretty young blonde turned into my wife. So, uh, you know, 20 plus years later, we have two children. We're happy. Uh, I run to get her car inspected early in the morning, as we were talking about earlier, et cetera, et cetera. So things have a way of working out, too. So sometimes the things that we look at as being so tragic, so awful, so you know, horrific in the moment, often have a reason for being and often have a way to somehow get us to a better place if we'll just allow it. Absolutely. Yeah, like... Um Daryl, um, I'm sure you've listened to the show that you missed. Um, he was talking about staying on the uh, staying on the moving sidewalk and and not resisting. And, yeah, he uh, I heard, and that that was an excellent way to to describe how you just have to let the universe do what it's going to do because it's going to do it with you without you. So. Yeah, and in fact, and in fact, look, you know, to get to that point. Speaking of Daryl, and speaking of that show, you know, the next day, I, you know, I was traveling out to see my parents. Uh, I, we just flew back in from Florida, um, and I couldn't. You know, there were I, we had car. Pro I had car problems that day. I had to use my wife's car. There were all kinds of issues that day. And I was a little worked up about it. And I did what I typically do, which is listen to podcasts. And I wanted to hear how you and Janine did. And by the way, you did very well, as did Daryl. And as I was listening to Daryl, I said, you know what? This was perfect for me. This is exactly the advice uh, that I needed to hear. Go with it. 
be happy, see the joy in things, let it flow. And you know what? The rest of the day went so smoothly. It was such a good day. So Daryl's advice was great and it was the perfect timing. I, I can't tell you how wonderful that was. Yeah, so Daryl had it right on. Go with the flow. Let the universe take you on the flow. Definitely. Now I gave up on resisting a long time ago. Well, you know, I, I think I, I still, you know, as I said, I still do. Uh, <laughs> it's still, I was about to say it's still part of my DNA, but uh, that's, that's a gross overstatement because we can change things. It's still part of habit. And I still do it. And habit is, uh, is, is one of those things that we need to overcome or at least to be conscious. Habit is unconscious. And we have to be conscious of these sorts of things to understand that we're going to, you know, that we're making a mistake, that this could potentially uh, head us in the wrong direction. I'll give you another example. Uh, Thursday, I was in a wild, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, I was in a wild set of emails and um, disputes with this particular attorney. By the way, folks, do you notice a theme? I get into a lot of fights with attorneys. Uh, <laughs> it's, what it's, it's what attorneys do. And uh, it, got, it, 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 it took some fairly nasty turns. Um, and... Um, you know, I wound up, he didn't show up in court Thursday, and I, uh, in a gentle but uh, very strong manner, let the judge know all the different things that he had failed on and what he, was, what he had done wrong and why his client should be defaulted. Um, so we got into it, and then I drew a card uh, for the day, and it was devotion. And it was talking about being devoted to your soul's purpose and being devoted to, um, to your values. And one of my values is not fighting about things and, let, and not holding on to these sorts of things. So yesterday, yesterday morning, I reached out to him. I left him a, a voicemail and I also sent him an email. And I said, I'm I, I am calling you with an olive branch. Let's talk. And, you know, we probably got more done in that half-hour phone call than we had gotten in, you know, weeks of sniping back and forth with each other. You know, and, and, you know, and now we just have to talk our clients into doing the same with each other, and that's always the next challenge because it's two brothers who have been fighting probably since they were in the sandbox. But, uh, you know, I kind of let go. I let go of the anger that was rooted, the anger and the fear that was rooted in all of this and was rooted in my behavior. And in that sense, I've got to win and I've got to show them who's boss and I've got to show them you can't get away with this. And it went a lot better. Well, uh, I always find that when you let go of, well, definitely anger, and you let go of the resistance you'll find that decisions or other opportunities or other options, uh, other angles, other ways to see things just flow. They, they, they just come a lot, a lot easier. I mean, when you're, you're facing a, an obstacle and you only see one way around it and it's not an, 
an easy road, you know, once you let go of the resistance to that obstacle, then you seem to find a lot of other ways around it. Right. It's like, you know what, it's like the rock in the road, you know, or a big, or a big boulder on your path. You know, you can either, you know, you can either say the boulder is obstructing me and try to push the boulder out of the way, or you could walk around the boulder. And usually, yes, you've sp expended a few extra steps, but was it the easier path? <laughs> Water knows to do that. Yeah. You know, often we can learn our best lessons from water. You know, go with the flow. Go, you know, if something's in your way, go around it. Or if there's an easy way over it, go over it. There are other ways to accomplish things. And, you know, it, it, is, a, it is an absolutely affirming way to look at things. Now, now we've gotten some questions. I don't know whether uh, this person wants to go online, but uh, she's, sent, she's sent us a question as part of this. Uh, okay, actually, she said I could just read it on the air. And she said, how do we know we're heading in the right direction? How do we find our life's purpose? Jim, what are your thoughts on that? Well, kind of what I just said. I mean, I mean, I don't know for sure, but it seems to me that when things are moving easy, you know you're going in the right direction. You know, when when there's resistance, then you're you're off the path, and when you're when things are moving easy, then you're you're going in the right direction. Yeah, so, I th yeah, I think that's I think that's the case. I, 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 yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. When things get difficult, I, I stop and say, Ooh, what's going on here? I'm going in the wrong, wrong direction. Where did I get off, off the path? You know, and I back up to where it got difficult and kind of change direction from there. Right. I think the, the only things I would add to that, I mean, yeah, I, I agree completely. The only things I would add as supplements to that is that sometimes we ourselves are the ones creating our own roadblocks. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can very, you know, sometimes they're illusions. Either we don't, you know, we have created a block in our mind. Like uh, I'll tell you one of my big issues is, you know, and it's funny, my wife and I, my wife's a lawyer too. And we have this discussion that sometimes a project or a, you know, or something sitting on our desk because we've left it for a while because it wound up being, you know, it wound up at the bottom of our pile. All of a sudden it becomes an issue. Oh my God, you know, is this, this is so much bigger than what we think it is, you know, than what it really is. And it becomes difficult to even dig into the project because of complete fear that has overtaken us. And then sometimes as soon as we, as soon as we actually touch it and as soon as we look at it and we, you know, we, and we start applying ourselves, even the slightest bits, the, the actual roadblocks disappear and you feel, so, you feel this whoosh of ease. Mm -hmm. And it's like the most amazing thing. And that could be from anything from the work we do, the projects we work on, the lives we lead, you know, sometimes we have the fear of saying something or doing something. Sometimes we just have to, you know, without getting angry and upset about things, just 
start doing what we feel that we've got to do or, or what we have to do because the universe has put it in front of us. And that's where the ease is. And that's where, and then of course, if something really sings out to you, you know, if something, you know, like, like, you know, you and I both are, you know, have this crazy spiritual impulse and I don't say it in the disparaging way, mm -hmm. but you know, but the sense that this has got, this must be a part of our lives then you've got to go for that too. And that is our sole purpose. You know, our soul is saying there's more to it. And you may have multiple soul purposes, but there's something here that you've got to dig into. And you're going, and if it's crying out to you so much and so often, then if you fail to go for it, then you're going to feel some degree of emptiness, some degree that, uh, that you're missing something. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, every day, you know, I gave up, you know, documenting in my mind all the the proofs that, you know, I'm given. Because there's just so many that I just, I don't even pay attention to it anymore. You know, there's no, no doubt in my mind. I don't need any more um, signals and signs from the universe. I get it. So right. I don't even pay attention to that anymore. But um, I mean, I can just tell from my, my to-do list every day that I'll look at it and I will feel apprehension about some things on my list. And, and I don't know why, but it's just my, I know to just leave those alone and it's not time to do those yet. And three hours later, that same thing I'll look at and it's like, hey, no big deal. I'll knock this out now. I don't understand that. I don't know why. You know, why something three hours later is completely benign and simple to do where three hours before I was had some kind of fear and felt I couldn't even do it at all. I totally don't get that. And most of the time, it's something that I do all the time anyway. But I don't fight it. I, right. don't, I don't argue with the feeling. I just let it go and move on to something else and come back to it when the time is right. Right. You know, within due course, as long as you don't let it become something that paralyzes you from doing that task. Right. Well, it's usually just a, a matter of hours or, you know, a different time, of part of the day. Um, sometimes it can go on for a couple of days. Right. But right. Uh, I, again, I don't understand the, why, why this is, but again, I don't fight it and it always works out just fine. Um, and usually comes out better. Right. You know what? I see some callers and people here. I just want to see if anyone wants to take part. There's somebody here I haven't seen before named Ron. Ron, are you with us? Uh, he doesn't have a mic. Oh, he doesn't have a mic. Active okay. mic showing up. Okay. Let me go to area code 410. 410, area code 410, you're on. Would you like to take part? Hi, this is Katori. Can you hear me? Oh, hi, Katori. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great, great. Did you have a question or a comment? Um, actually, I did. When Earlier, when you two were talking about 
um, does how does this affect me? Then, in five years, it may not affect me at all. Why should I get concerned? I I understand what you're saying, but on the other hand, my concern is, for example, Trump just said Meals on Wheels is not efficient. It doesn't serve any purpose, which is a complete and utter lie. That doesn't affect me, but it concerns me for other people. So where's the line where you get, it doesn't affect me, so I'm, I'm okay, as opposed to, but it does affect other people, and that's not okay. That um, had more to do with dealing with your own personal issues. And, and that's okay. okay, you know, as far as handling interpersonal relationships and working on, you know, your, your own personal stuff and, and not so much um, global or national or political issues, things like that. Um, so in other words, if you're uh, struggling to decide what to do with your uh, on you know where whether to buy a green car or a blue car you know with your if you're struggling you know with little decisions that are are insignificant that's really what that uh, was supposed to be applied to was well, well I'm sorry like yeah. and yeah. also if you know if you're attacked personally by someone you know, you can't let stuff like that bother you. That's really what that was about. Well, let, let me, if, if I may, let me just uh, give my take on it, uh, Katori and Jim. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, someone could, first of all, you know, a statement doesn't mean a lot. Whether someone says something or doesn't say something uh, and whether it's true or not, the, the key is really not to let it get you so upset because, again, you know, that statement, that particular thing that was said uh, will almost certainly disappear and not be remembered in about two weeks. You probably won't remember it in about two weeks, maybe a month, whatever. Secondly, instead of getting upset about things to the extent, and I'm not suggesting that people not express their you know not express their views or take part in you know in politics to the extent that their soul says that they should be doing so but what i am suggesting is that instead of you know i you know i've heard of people losing sleep i've i have uh i have a client who's a psychiatric social worker who said she's seeing young people who are upset of you know who literally have become new patients because they're upset about what's you know about politics and to me, that's, you know, that doesn't accomplish anything for either your life or for society as a whole. I also have a healthy uh, distrust for anything, you know, spoken by politicians of any party. Uh, maybe that's my years of, uh, that maybe that's just my years of, uh, of watching and observing. Uh, but, mm -hmm. but on top of, but, you know, I think to me what, you know, it, it, if, if, for example, you're active in Wheels on Meals, uh, Meals on Wheels, rather, and you feel that it's under some sort of attack in terms of its budget, 
that doesn't mean don't go and let your, you know, let your elected officials know your support for this or letting people know, uh, in your opinion, why it's such a, you know, such a wonderful and good program. But what it does mean is not to get yourself so worked up and not to be so focused on the negativity of, you know, the negativity of the moment and instead look at, you know, look at life and look at things on a bigger picture because at the end of the day, like I said, I've seen so many crazy things said in politics. And, and I say that by, you know, by both parties. I've seen so many crazy attacks. I've seen so many ad hominem attacks. In other words, you know, very personal attacks. I've seen misstatements made. Uh, at the end of the day, I just can't, I, or at least I try as best I can to not let any of these things upset me and instead to go on with our day-to-day existence and to live joy and to live as examples for others. And I think that's really what Jim and I were trying to express, although, you know, I'm being presumptuous by, uh, by saying what I think Jim's trying to express. So, Jim, if I'm misstating anything, let me know. Well, no, and another thing to keep in mind here is, Trump has just proposed a budget that um, defunds a lot of things that I feel are important as well, that being one of them. But this is not approved. This has not actually happened yet. Excuse me, it's just proposed. So there's a lot of um, steps that need to be taken on their part to get this approved and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, people that will fight to stop these cuts so uh, there's a long way to go before it actually happens and this is not the first time they've tried to defund a lot of the things that are in this proposal and it's it's not happened Um, the the people that are a little, um, <laughs> little. I, yeah, I'm not going to say what I'm thinking, but anyway, the the other people in, in government were able to rise up and stop um, the defunding of these these programs <clears throat> when they've tried to cut them before. So, um, right. I, I'd also, and I'd also like to add. You know, and again, I, I, I really don't want to get into a, you know, I, I really don't want to start expressing my political opinions, um, you know, because there are people on this show who are going to have different opinions. And I, you know, and the point here is for this to be an inclusive community. Uh, but I also, but I, you know, but I want to say also that, you know, the world has a way of doing things that uh, that's kind of interesting in, in the course of, you know, 30, 40 plus years that I've been watching and reading and following, you know, the events of the day, and, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I'm 55 years old now. Uh, <laughs> I, I've seen things that, you know, where one thing disappears, something else arises. So for example, uh, you know, this is not a prediction, this is not a vision that I've seen, Katori, but, you know, suppose, for example, Wheels on Meals gets you know, it defunded in, in whole or in part. 
there may be something else that may be even a better program for seniors or homebound people that will arise from its ashes. Similarly, it might get its funding from private sources. So we never know how it's going to play out. So I just think that the best way to look at these things is to let them play out, be an active participant where it feels, you know, where it feels right for you, but not to get upset about it, not to let these things <laughs> gnaw at you. Like I see, you know, like I see and hear people let these political events on both sides, on every side, gnaw at them, destroy them, where this, you know, a, there was a point, I mean, there was a point this week I couldn't go into my lunchroom in my office because people were getting, you know, so agitated about the events of the day. And I said, you know what? I've been working hard all day. I need a quiet lunch. I need to read the sports section <laughs> and read about, read about March Madness instead. And for those of you who don't follow sports, that's the NCAA uh, men's basketball tournament. <laughs> okay. I mean, does that make sense, Katori? It does. Uh, it does. I understand now. Um, I just, my original intent of the question was, when do we not, when do we become less self-involved and more involved in the world if we stop thinking about, well, how does this affect me? But you've answered that, and I thank you for it. You got it. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Glad you called in. Okay. I see we're, uh, another friend of the show is waiting to speak. And let me get Brent on the line. Hi, Brent. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Awesome, awesome. It's amazing listening to this conversation. I had several things I'd like to um, iterate uh, through this, this theme we're working with. Um, it, one thing we have to remember, in, in my opinion, uh, this is nothing but a big school. And when we learned that the school is for us, not against us, um, then, and remove fear, things aren't nearly as bad. And, and I can speak to great depths behind the fear factors. I've been down some very dark holes. I've been, I've been suicidal. I've been in, in places that I wouldn't wish my worst enemy to be in. And when I removed fear and when I remember to be present, Things always happen for you, not to you. The, the universe has a biggest perspective that we can't perceive. We are so blinded here in this little spot we're sitting in um, that sometimes we get tied up into the, the game. And, and as Jim was saying and other people, if we can remember this is the matrix, this is a game. And while we must participate, we don't have to be Digging in the mud, you know, like I've said before, we got online earlier. Um, I'm, I'm a quote unquote victim of this Volkswagen scandal thing. And for a very long time, it had me very upset. I bought my first new car in 30 years. I was loving it. And then I'm involved in this horrific stuff. And it kept me going and, and off of this, that. And, and then I realized the other day that, it's this huge blessing for myself. I get to drive a really nice car. 
I can drive it for three or four years or whatever until they, they make some decisions. And I have the option of turning it back in again and get my money back. Hello? <laughs> I, I, thank you, universe. Thank you so very much. And there you go. You know, yeah. and I have to remember that it's better to surf than paddle. Get on that wave <laughs> and surf, baby. Don't be paddling upstream. However, now, now wait, wait a minute, Brent. Yeah. How, how does a guy from Oklahoma talk about surfing? <laughs> Shoot, I'm not from here. I got sent here. Uh, uh, as again, the universe has a sense of humor. Um, I'm from the West Coast. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Um, so I can literally say I'm a, I was born a beach bum, and I'm just tickled to death of that. Um, years ago when I was serving in the military, I, I visited some family in Oklahoma, and I thought, who in the would live in Oklahoma? I'll never live in Oklahoma. <laughs> I've now learned the humor that the universe has for one. Because here I am in the belt buckle of the Bible belt. And that's like, for me, a fish out of water. Because, I mean, especially now that I'm a shaman and I'm, I'm, I've addressed or acknowledged my spiritualness and, and a thousand other things who I really am, I realized that I'm a teacher, I'm a healer, and I've got a lot of clients outside my doorstep. These people run around in fear. I mean, absolute panic fear frequently. Not saying I have it always perfect. There are days when I've, I've been in like, some you know, agitated spots. When I back up, like Jim was saying, hey, it's a game. It's, it's just what it is. And be present. It's not really that bad. Look for the lesson. There, there's always something being shown or taught to you. And if you can see all that stuff, then it's all good. If you, if you work from love and you're present, it's uh, all perfect. Yeah. You know, it's, now, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it, it is amazing. And, you know, thank you for bringing us that broader perspective about this, you know, about this universe being, you know, uh, in effect, an illusion. Yes, it's a material illusion. Yes, we believe we can feel it because of, because of the closeness of the, you know, because of the density of this, you know, uh, the density of this material world. But there's, you know, the, but there is a serious illusory element to this. And in fact, you know, when we dig, dig down and you start talking about I am this and I am that, the real answer is I am. You know, we all are. We all are part of that same big oneness. We all are God. You know, it's funny. I, I was teasing Jim before the show. Someone emailed Jim or someone emailed our show and said, Jim Bensey is God. And, you know, Jim was embarrassed by that. You know, first, first of all, I love Jim. So, you know, I didn't think, you know, I said he's far too, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's far too modest. But I think it, you know, but it goes even further that we all are when we realize our true divinity, when we can dig down into it and say, you know what, we're part of this, uh, part of God creating himself or realizing and seeing and feeling and experiencing himself. 
And that's a, you know, and that's very, that's a very important concept. Now, I just want to end this little bit of a, uh, little bit of a rant, or I don't know if rant is the right word, uh, Lee Spiel, uh, with a line from that, that rabbis often quote. And Rabbi Abrams last week, I'm sure, would have appreciated this line. Uh, and if you're listening, Rabbi Abrams, this, is, this one's for you. Uh, <laughs> the line is, man plans, God laughs. <laughs> Very good. And, and, and to add one more note, uh, if I may, uh, from my perspective, so how I view things, while I am not prime creator, I'm of prime and therefore, I am a god in not a kingly sense, but in that spiritual sense. I am a god, and I have all the abilities and responsibilities of that co-creating force. When we all work from that point, it's, it's a whole lot easier. We're all connected. We're all of that energy. That's right. That's right. You know, I, I think I've mentioned previously, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I, I've, I've done the Seraphim Blueprint uh, exercises. And as part of it, you know, there was a connection to the divine. And I actually felt like, um, you know, I felt like Yeshua had entered my body. And, you know, I went, you know, and I asked, you know, well, is, you know, am I the Christ? And I used a little pendulum and it said, yes. But then the next question I asked is, am I the only one? And it wouldn't answer, and you know, and I've asked other people, and the answer is no. Of course, you're not. <laughs> we all, you know, we all are. We yes. all have it to, you know, to the extent we can we, that we're open to recognizing it. Yes, absolutely. And, and and again, on that theme of of the you know being a school, and 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 also another theme is it's like a, a movie. Um, when we have a mistake, we're allowed to retake. It's not permanent. It's just, okay, that didn't work. What's the next scene? Let's do it again. Well, you know what, Jim, let me ask you this, since you probably are more, you know, are better versed in, uh, in, in Pamela Ireland's teachings than just about anybody. Doesn't Pamela teach that time itself is, is somewhat illusional in, in the sense that, you know, it's happening over a period of time, you know, that it's happening over and over, you know, both, you know, both forward and backwards. Yeah, it's completely an illusion. Everything's happening at once. Right. Yep. So, so we've got these time sequences and you can also, you know, uh, and there are ways of altering things as well and realizing that this is, you know, that this is illusion in, in, in ways that, we in our human form cannot even grasp at this point. We get a sense of it. We get some, you know, we get enlightened people like Pamela who can explain it to some degree. Uh, I mean, and frankly, those, her explanations, while amazing, sometimes go way over my head. <laughs> I have a hard time understanding it. <laughs> so, yeah, and, it's, a, it's a little hard to get your head around, but yeah. Well, you're well. You're well. You're you're a spiritual giant. I think of you as a spiritual giant, so you probably do get a better sense of it than I do. But uh, I mean, am I explaining it correctly? Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's hard to. Uh, like I said, it's kind of hard to get your head around, and people want to debate how can 
you know, something that's dust and a fossil, you know, in our 3D world now be alive in another dimension. And it's just because it is. <laughs> right. Well, uh, you know, and part, and part of it is we can't even explain, you know, we, we're only beginning to understand the Big Bang and how matter came out of nothingness. Well, interesting you mentioned that. They have actually have proven, a couple scientists from some big college, um, that everything has emanated from a single photon. It's repeated over and over and over. It's the fractal universe, and they've proven it. They've actually captured that image of that one single photon that we're all from. Oh, it's, all, yeah. it's all sacred geometry. We're all, it's all vibrational. Right. Because that's what Source wants them to see. Yeah, that may be. Um, you know, if you look at fractional uh, geometry, everything is repeated over and over and over again. The, the pattern of our brains, the patterns of the universe, uh, the patterns in mitochondria, uh, the, the mushroom uh, network, it's the same pattern over and over again. Well... Yeah, yeah if, sorry, you want, if you want to try and get your head around it a little better, you can spend some time with Tom Campbell. He's a uh, pretty smart guy. And uh, he kind of puts it into computer terms. Um, r relates everything to how computers work. So he makes it a little easier to understand. Of course, if you don't get how computers work, then it's not going to help you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a quick funny story. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the black sheep in a family of electrical engineers. My father is, you know, is an electrical engineer. My sister has a, my sister has an EE degree, but then, uh, but then uh, thought better of it and got her MBA. But, uh, you know, years ago when I got my first PC and I had problems with it, I would call up my father. He was a logical person to call. And the first question he would ask me is, Michael, is it plugged in? <laughs> so I might or might not get Tom Campbell at this point, but I get your point. I do want to address a question that uh, is here in the uh, chat room. And... Uh, this person wrote, I feel paralyzed at times too. I'm at a crossroads. Nothing is telling me to stop and go. I'm in neutral. Jim, you have any thoughts about that? I'm not seeing that question, but um, okay. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. It was sent to me privately. That's a... Um, I've felt that before, and that's all horrible, horrible feeling. Um, you know, not knowing all the circumstances surrounding that. Well, you know what? Uh, let me see if that person would be willing to come on board. You know, uh, can you send me, do you want to uh, speak so you can explain it? Oh, she said, yes, I'm going to, her name's Christine. I'm going to unmute her. Christine. Hi. Hi. Basically, what I was talking about before is not knowing what to do next. There's nothing saying go this route, this path. There's nothing saying stop. As, as James was talking about, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do for career. 
I'm just not sure what to do next. I've been in this healthcare field for eight years. I'm exhausted. I don't want to do it anymore. So I want to go someplace else, but I'm not getting that, you know, stop. This isn't where you should go back up. I'm not getting, go down this path. I'm getting nothing. I'm just neutral. Well, you're, you're I mean, a lot of people come to Pamela and they're, they're looking for this big neon billboard and that doesn't happen. Um, it's little little steps and little little feelings that you have to follow um, and there's not some big master plan laid out for you that you're just missing um, waiting you know for you to stumble onto and then ride like a, a train car um, it's really for you to discover and take wherever you want to go. There's a lot of paths that you can follow. Uh, and some might be great and some might suck and, and a little of both for all of them. So it, 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 you know, you just have to figure out what makes you happy. Um, or in some cases, what makes you the least not happy. Um, because, <laughs> well, you know, nothing's perfect. And um, a, a book I could recommend to you is called Big Magic. Um, her name escapes me. It's Elizabeth something. Really good book. Um, magic? It, it's called Big Magic is the title of the book. Magic. Um, okay, I'll look it up. Yeah, I, I'd like to, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jim. It was written by the lady uh, that wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and I can't... Oh, well, Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, Thank you. Gilbert. Couldn't come up with Gilbert. Um, and she, she explains very clearly that even though she is doing her dream job and living her dream life, it still comes with, a, you know... Well, I can't say it the way she says it, but let's call it a poop sandwich. It's just um, every careful. We can't say the seven dirty words, right? <laughs> everything comes with that, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. That you know, nothing's perfect. So no. you just. I don't think I'm looking for perfection. I just am looking for direction. So well, you know what? I, I oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jim, and then yeah. I, I'll just jump in, and then we have to wrap up the show. Uh, okay, I still have. We still have like five minutes. Oh, we do. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, go four, ahead. Four anyway. Okay, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, just start with the the basics of of what makes you happy and and where you're comfortable. Um, if you're you're not comfortable in healthcare, is it uh, healthcare in general, or is it just the particular aspect of it? that you're in now, maybe you just need to make a minor change. Um, I mean, what drew you to that field in the first place? Is, is, do you still have that original feeling? Or were you just never happy in, in it at all? I mean, that, those are questions you need to ask yourself. Um, so, you know, I, I found myself doing jobs that I just fell into and stuff that I never expected to be into, but I really enjoyed it, you know? And uh, I had no idea that it would be something I, I, I would like, but it just happened to work out that way. 
Right. And Christine, as I was talking about before, sometimes you could be in a job that, you know, at a, initially doesn't feel right or they're, or they're, you know, it, it's not enjoyable or as I put it, it's, you know, there was craziness going on all the time. And yet it could be the path that, you know, you could be, you, in fact, you probably are exactly where you need to be both to learn what you don't like to explore what you do and to put you on the right path towards what you do want and what is going to bring you joy. So use this as today's lesson. Use this as your lesson to know what you don't like and then go for it with gusto. Find something that gives you joy, even if it's just as a hobby to start with. Right. Learn more about it. Learn more about what, you know, what's out there both in the money-making areas and in the non-money-making areas. Because sometimes, I mean, I, I heard about, you know, there's all kinds of people are making money in all kinds of kooky, crazy ways if it's a question of money-making. You know, mm -hmm. people are doing it through their hobbies, everything from blogs to playing video games to, <laughs> yes. you, know, you know, to doing the spiritual to whatever. What gives you joy? and then start bringing it more and more into your world. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You got it. All right. And how are we on time, Jim? I've got a minute and a half. Minute and a half. So I think the, I think the takeaway from today is that you know, we have to understand that, you know, that this is a, as our friend Brent put it, this is a matrix. Uh, you know, there, there is an element of illusion to all of this. At the same time, while we are, you know, we clearly still do have to function in this 3D world. We have to make, you know, keep our, you know, keep grounded, but keep in mind these basic spiritual, you know, spiritual ideas and stay true to our values of being peaceful, of seeking joy, and eventually, and we'll get there. Is there anything else that you can add, Jim? No, that's about it. Um. All righty. So listen, Jim, I'm sorry, I looked like you were about to say something else. No, go right ahead. So, so, Jim, thank you again for being a great co-host. You brought a lot of wisdom and insight to today's show. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you to our listeners and people who participated in today's call and today's show. I had a fabulous time. This was a great show. Next week, Janine will be back. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing and speaking to all of you again. Have a wonderful week. And remember, folks, you're never alone. And thanks again, Jim. No problem. It was a lot of fun. I uh, appreciate you uh, inviting me in. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So take care, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Calling All Angels Radio Show with Janine and Michael. If you would like to participate in our live show every Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, or have a private session with the angels, please visit our website at www.callingallangelswithjanineandmichael.com. Have a great week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.